Well, we've been talking about the law of faith. And we told you on last Sunday, there is a tense to faith. And when is faith? Now. Faith is always present tense. It's never going to be past tense or future tense. It is always now. So faith is always present tense. Faith is whenever you say God is going to do something, you are saying that God has not done it. And you are contradicting what the word says. Because the word says you have it. Which means you, you're trying to say God lied. Now I believe you're the liar. You may not like what I say, but you're the liar. Because to say God's going to do it. You had to be careful even in some of the songs you, you sing. God's going to do it for you. You know, they got that, that's kind of what people say. It's a normal way of speaking. But it's incorrect when it comes to this word. You can sing a lie just well as you can tell one. Because it doesn't be a faith in you. It contradicts the will of God. So faith doesn't come. Woo. Mm. And the body of Christ is, is seeped in that. I mean, we are so deep in that. We can say things and we catch a phrase and we say a phraseology and we really don't even know what it means. We just say cliche after cliche because it's popular. And it can be wrong as a $3 bill. And it robs you of faith. But you think you're saying something spiritual. Man, I tell you, this is why you got to watch what you say. Amen? And then we told you how that faith is the only currency that you can spend in the unseen realm. It's the law in the unseen realm. In this physical realm, our senses are the law or is the law. But in the unseen realm, faith is the law that operates everything. And without it, you can't buy anything. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Turn your Bibles back to Romans chapter 10. Let's go to verse 6. Romans 10, verse 6. But the righteousness, which is of faith. See, righteousness is of faith. Your right standing with God is because you believe it. And you embraced it. If you don't believe it, you are not born again. There cannot be a conflict in your heart whether or not you're born again because your righteousness is hinged on your belief. Mm. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is, to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? What does faith say? Faith say the word is nigh thee, even in thy what? Mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. And look at verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, 
and shall believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved or delivered. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Ooh. So what we're seeing here, confession always goes before salvation is manifested. So if you can't put the word of God in your mouth to say what God is saying, salvation will not be manifest because you got to draw it to you. See, I can't draw salvation to you for you. You must say it with your own words. Mm. Pastor Mark Hank can say it like this. You will never rise higher than your confession. So anything you're un that you're unwilling, because it's not because you're not able, anything you're unwilling, sometimes people are so full of pride, it's ridiculous. You'll lose something just so you don't have to say, I had to say it this way. I've seen people like that. Oh, oh they don't want to do it just because it was somebody else's idea. See, that's pride. Instead of getting the benefit, who cares who started it? Who cares? Jesus started everything. Who cares? You didn't invent any words. All the words you speak was already here when you showed up. Say what's right. Because that's how salvation comes to you. Well, you need to be delivered from anything. You got to pronounce and announce that I'm already delivered. Because if you don't announce your deliverance, you won't have it. I'm trying see y'all, y'all overcomplicated the word of God because you want this, you want something to jump down and, and flip the car over, and then you have this huge testimony. No, you just need to believe this word. It's already written. And for those of us that's been doing our 13 chapters a day, I know you, some of you coming to me, and it's, it's just, you're discovering God. Isn't it good? I'm telling you, you didn't know how good God could be in the Old Testament. Now, he did a lot of stuff that looked like in our day. You say, oh, God, wipe people out. Well, he didn't play with sin. He still doesn't play with sin today. If it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, we would have died a long time ago. The blood of Jesus, the only thing to stand between us and death. That's why it's a shame that you don't use it correctly. Because Jesus died for your righteousness. Mm. And then your salvation going to come because of what you say about yourself. Look at Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10. Look at verse 9. When you have it, say, I have it. See, because even in the Old Testament, because I said, the Lord, show me something that would validate even in the Old Testament people had to say. Because a lot of times, you know, people, go, they want to do Old Testament, they want to do New. But I got to show you where your words matter even in the Old Testament. Now, we see where God got rid of people because they wouldn't say what he told them to say. Or they wouldn't do what he told them to do. And God says, oh, you're not going to do that? Okay, we're not even going to discuss it. It's not even an open negotiation. You dead. 
We, we, didn't, we don't have to discuss it. What, this, what we got to learn in this realm is, is this. God owns everything, you included. He has a right to ask something of you, and you do it. How many of y'all got children, and they grow up enough to smell themselves, and they don't want to do what you tell them to do, like they taking care of themselves? They don't buy any clothes. They don't buy their food. They didn't put the bed in the room that they're sleeping in. Nothing. Ain't going to tell you what they're not going to do. How many of y'all feel like throwing them out the door? You ain't got to own up to it. I know you feel like it. At that moment, you don't even want to own them. Well, God has felt feelings too when we act stupid and do stuff that goes against his word. Do you have Daniel yet? Look at chapter 10, verse 9. Yet heard I the voice of his words. And when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face and my face toward the ground. And behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee. And stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day, said the first day, that thou didst set thy heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God. Thy words, what? Wait, wait, wait. Daniel's words were what? Heard. And he says, I am come for thy words. I didn't come because you were crying. I ain't because you had a need. I didn't come because you was upset. I didn't come because this happened to you. I didn't come because of your experience. I came because of your words. Mm. He, says, he says, I had a hindrance because the prince of the kingdom, talking about demons, the kingdom of Persia withstood me in 21 days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. This is Gabriel. And he says, and I remained there with the king. He says, I kept fighting while Michael, <laughs> Michael came on. He says, he says but uh, we, we won. Just know the answer is here. Mm. He says, I came because of what you were saying and believing. Mm. Now turn to Mark. I know you know this one, but we're going to do it again. There's nothing wrong with doing it again. Mark 11, verse 22. Now to make this character for those who say, well, Daniel was Old Testament. It doesn't matter. God comes for the Holy Spirit is moved by your words. Faith moves the hand of God because of the words you say. You align your words with the will of God, and God always shows up. He'll always get involved. Are you there? Mark 11, verse 22. Now, how many of y'all going to believe what Jesus said? <laughs> now, if you don't believe what Daniel said, how many of you going to believe what Jesus said? Now, if you don't believe what Jesus said, you might as well throw your Bible away. Because Jesus is going to tell you something that you need to do. 
And Jesus answered, uh, verse 22, And Jesus answered said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, That whosoever, say whosoever. Are you a whosoever? Come on, say I am a whosoever. That whosoever shall say unto this mountain. What mountain? That mountain you looking at. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt of his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said. Now, who doing the talking? Because Jesus is not saying, I'm going to talk for you. He says, believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you say. Therefore, I'm saying unto you, what things soever you desire when you believe, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Oh, so now I got to get my voice involved in this. So Jesus said to speak to the mountain. He just said to pray to him and ask him to move the mountain. Oh, help us, Lord, because the church needs to grow up in this because we pray to Jesus to do everything. And he's given us dominion and power that we should be exercised. He says, I told you to speak to the mountain. Don't pray to me. Speak to the mountain. Mm-hmm. He said, don't pray to me and remind, because most people pray and remind God of their problem. She said, I ain't paying that stuff no mind. If Jesus answered you and you kept reminding him of the problem, you know what you have? A bigger problem. Because that's all he can do is respond. If he responded to your negative praying, you can only get a bigger problem. He says, speak to the mountain. When you want something out of your household, when you want something in your life to be changed, he says, you speak to it. When your money acting funny, you speak to your money. Especially if you're already a tithe and a giver. Now, if you're not a tithe and a giver, you need to start with that first and then speak to your money. Call it in. Call the money in. Ooh, Jesus. Mm. Now, he says, doubt can be present trying to gain access, but if you won't give doubt access, you will receive what you say. Because I hear a lot of people saying, just do it in fear. That's not what the Bible says. You got to resist fear. And we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But see, you give access to negative words because that's what you, you, you're saying inside of you day in and day out. You're rehearsing those words instead of the word of God. Look at James chapter 1. I think that's where I want to go next. James chapter 1, verse 5. Hmm. Because we, we got to get this right, people. Because God is coming back. He says, when I return, will I find faith? He's not looking for your activity, and you should be doing things right. But he says, I'm looking for faith. Faith is what draws God. James 1, 5, and 8. If you lack, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in what? 
in faith. So he says, if you need some understanding about something, you got to go to him and ask in faith. Nothing wavering. Whack of faith is the currency. God does nothing with people outside of faith. We got to learn that lesson. God does not communicate with you outside of faith. You ever had a conversation with yourself, by yourself, in the room, all by yourself? <laughs> That's kind of way when you start talking crazy with no faith. You're in the room all by yourself, talking to yourself all by yourself. Because God not listening. When there's no faith. Mm. And you see, we, 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 we want to live by our experiences. And you can't. Woo. Let him ask in faith. He says, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavered is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. In all his ways. When you don't just say, you know what, I'm standing on faith, that's it. The word of God is the answer for everything I need and do. And I'm going to trust God in this. If you don't get to that place and do that, the Bible says don't expect to get anything from God. Because that's what faith does. Faith says I'm not looking to the right or to the left. I'm looking at God. That's my answer. And because you feel a little quivery or you feel a little shaky, and because doubt is present, but you have to expect answer doubt and tell him, so you know what? I'm not going to pay you any mind. See, if you don't, doubt going to win because you'll compromise. Mm. It says, now look at chapter 3, the book of James. Chapter 3, verse 6. Yeah. Woo, Jesus. And the tongue is a fire. A world of iniquity. So is a tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body. See, when your mouth starts talking, it works against everything in you. Because everything in you is designed to respond to your words. And setteth on fire the course of nature, and is set on fire of hell. Ooh. So in other words, when you talk differently, he said, you're talking like you out of hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and have been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is unruly evil, full of daily poison. See, outside of the word of God, your tongue is unruly. It will say whatever it is in abundance. Therewith, bless we God even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Mm. So in other words, he says, you can't be standing in favor of God and turn around and cuss your husband out or your wife. Your faith just went out the window. He said, you can't do that. Oh. He says... <laughs> 
Out of the same mouth proceed the blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? No. Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? No. Either a vine figs? No. A grapevine cannot have figs. So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh? So he says, your mouth is either full of faith or it's full of hell. Mm. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his work with meekness of wisdom. But if you, if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. Your wisdom does not come from above. It's earthly, sensual, devilish. So sometimes people walk and say, well, the Lord answered me. He said, your answer, the wisdom you just got, because if you didn't correct the, the previous verses, he said, your wisdom is not from him. It's sensual, it's devilish. Because wherever envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work, and God is not in it. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, and then is always looking, is always peaceable, is always gentle, and easy to be entreated. It's full of mercy and good fruits. It's, it doesn't show partiality, and it's not hypocritical. It's the same way yesterday, today, and forever. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So he's saying, your faith doesn't work. For your mouth is talking like hell. Don't expect faith to jump up and answer you because it's not. I want to read that out the, the Passion Translation. The tongue is a fire. It can be compared to the sum total of wickedness and is the most dangerous part of a human body. It corrupts the entire body and it's a hellish flame. It releases a fire that can burn throughout the course of human existence. For every wild animal on earth, including birds, creeping reptiles, and creatures of the sea and land have all been overpowered and tamed by humans. But the tongue is not able to be tamed. It's a fickle, unrestrained evil that spews our words full of toxic poison. We use our tongue to praise God our Father and then turn around and curse a person who was made in his very image. Out of the same mouth, we pour out words of praise one minute and curses the next. My brothers and sisters, this should never be. Would you look for olives hanging on a fig tree or go to pick figs from a grapevine? Is it possible that fresh and bitter water can flow out of the same spring? So neither can a bitter spring produce fresh water. If you consider yourself to be wise and one who understands the ways of God, Advertise it with a beautiful, fruitful life, guided by wisdom, gentleness. Never brag or boast about what you've done, and you'll prove that you are truly wise. But if there is bitter jealousy or competition, hide it in your heart. Because a lot of Christians are in competition with one another. Then don't deny it and try to compensate for it by boasting and being phony. Now, you know, we got a lot of fake it till you make it. You can't do that with faith. You can do that with a cubic zirconium, but you can't do that with faith. It can look like one, but it may not be a real diamond. Only your hairdresser knows. 
He says in verse 15, For that has nothing to do with God's heavenly wisdom, but can best be described as the wisdom of this world, both selfish and devilish. For wherever jealousy and selfishness are uncovered, you will also find many troubles and every kind of meanness. Faith can't operate in that. Some of y'all got real bad attitude problems. Your faith doesn't work. You need to make some adjustments in your attitude. You need, you need to go and get delivered from you. Because your bad attitude is working against you. It's not working for you. And, you know, I've seen people so demanding of somebody else to give them what they want, and they're the stingiest person you ever see. They don't want to yield, don't want to give nothing. Man. Now, the word is a seed, and it has the power or the ability to reproduce itself when it is spoken. See, inside, I told you, all the word is encoded with faith. And that word has the ability to reproduce itself when it is spoken. So God's word is pre-programmed, said pre-programmed, to produce whatever, whatever it says it can do. It is pre-programmed to bring it to pass in the life of a person who understands words. It'll reproduce in your life what it is designed to bring to pass. That word will do it. Mm. But we can't rearrange the word to fit what we have experienced. We must keep the word pure. Don't try to mix it with unbelief, fear, and doubt because it won't work. It's like the mustard seed. Do you know the mustard seed is the only seed that cannot be uh, hybrid? You cannot mix it with any other thing. It's going to always be a mustard seed. You cannot mix it. And Jesus said, well, your faith is like the mustard seed. See, we made the mustard seed. We look at the amount. That's not what Jesus was talking about. He's talking about the fact that the mustard seed cannot be uh, 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 mutated. It's, it's a mustard seed. I don't care what you try to mix it with. It won't work. He said, when your faith is like the mustard seed, remove the contaminants. It will bring forth a tree where all the birds can come and see. People can eat from your life because it will produce. And it starts out as a tiny seed, but it grows into a big tree. Ooh, Jesus. So faith is coming by what you hear you say. Like I said in the beginning, if you don't say it, faith won't come. Look at Mark chapter 5. I think that's where I, go. I want to go. No, go to Romans. I, I, I apologize. Go to Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, then verses 19 and 20. How many of you are ashamed of the gospel? Mm-hmm. Your words will betray you. 
You say I'm not ashamed of the gospel till you get in public and you get away from other Christians and you're around that family member or that old best friend and you change what you say. Yeah. For I am not ashamed, look at verse 16, of the gospel of Christ. The gospel is the good news. Remember we talked about that last Sunday? For it is the power of God unto salvation. In the gospel is the power of God to bring deliverance to everyone that does what? Believe. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Are you just? Then you must live by faith. That's the only way you can stay just. You must live by faith. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. What are they saying here? He said they're, they're the, the invisible things created the visible. This is why you got to give more attention to the unseen realm because it created what you see. It all came from there. You came from that realm. Mm. So in other words, whatever I need is already in that realm. Now, if I can get my assistants to help me here. One of y'all, take that off there for me and bring my table close. Thank you, baby. Now, see, you might be believing God for something. I'm believing God for a, a new car. I got a plane and a car. You can be believing for a house or a business or your marriage or school or family. It doesn't matter. It's all in that unseen realm. Now, hope is my imagination, works with my imagination. You got to hear this. This is why hope alone does not bring the manifestation, because it's a part of my imagination. I can see it, but if I don't call it because I believe it's mine, it won't come. You know, in your imagination, you can see yourself doing something. Oh, I can play ball or whatever you say. That's your imagination that God gave you that's at work. And you should use that correctly. We sit down to whatever you can imagine. When you sit down reading something or you're watching TV and you imagine doing something that they're doing on the show, that's the imagination God gave you to use for you to use to call things that be not as though they were. We're supposed to, because that's the hope of realm, the realm of hope that I can see. I see that plane. I see that car. I see that new house. I see that ministry. I see that schooling. I see my marriage. I see my children. I see whatever I see. I can see it. This is why some of y'all get frustrated, because you can see it, but you, don't want, you won't call it. You must call it into existence. 
And if you let go of the word of faith, it's just like when the angel said to Daniel, I came because of your words. Now suppose Daniel had stopped in the middle. The angel would have been in the fight trying to figure out, what is that boy saying? He trying to, I got to go back because I ain't going to get whipped by these little cronies over here. I got to go back with the word that I was sent to tell him. Because from the day he decided to trust God, the Bible declared that Daniel was heard. That's validated in 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Mm. Turn to it. That's validated right there in 1 John. 514. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heard us. And if we know, <laughs> if we know that he has heard us, that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, whatsoever we ask, whatsoever we call forth, whatsoever we put a demand on, whatsoever we call out of the unseen realm, we know, we know that we already have the petitions that we desired of him because it's his desire to give it to you. Woo, Jesus. Woo. It's his desire for you to have it. Man, I'm telling you, it, it, we, we got to get this right. So we got to call that into existence. Now, small-mindedness will rob you of faith. We ask God, all I want is a loaf of bread on the roof over my head. Thank you, Lord. That's really spiritual sounding. It's done when God said, that all you want? Is that all you can ask for? That the biggest thing you can think of is a roof on your head and something to eat? That's my job. He said, I'm going to provide that for you anyway. <laughs> You're missing it. You need to read Matthew 6, 33. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his way of doing everything. And all that he says that then all these things will be added unto you when you start seeking him correctly. He says, I add those things. Why? I'm taking care of you. How many of you ask your children to go buy their own shoes? Don't raise your hand because y'all don't lie. You might make your children go buy their shoes, you know. In this day and age, I don't put nothing past people. But I'm according to the word, the way it should be. You don't tell your six-year-old go get a job and buy your own shoes. Why? That's your job. That's what you do because you love him. And it's not even based on how he acts. You're responding to his need because that's, uh, that's your covenant with that child. I brought this child into the world. I covenant with that child. I'm going to take care of you. See, some things God take care of us just because that's what he does. He's our father. But then there's things that Jesus said, if you're going to act like me, you got you to command it to come forth. God won't give it to you just because you're his kid. You're going to have to put a demand on it. Because these things are for people that's going to work. Oh, Jesus. Why you need a house? Why you want God to give you one? Just so you can have a house? And Lord, no, it's got to be a showcase. Because God needs it to display his goodness. And you're going to keep it that way. You ain't going to get it and tell me, yeah, uh, I, I got this house. And 
And I tell you what, I've showed for negative people, and, and you know, I got a good deal, and, and you get everybody credit but the Lord. See, that was what the Israelites did. He said, when you get over there and you got houses that you didn't build and you eating the good of the land, he told us that, don't you forget me. When you had to believe me to get the down payment, don't you forget me and I came through for you. Don't you give that to your brains like you were that smart. See, you think you don't forget God. Yes, you do, just because you show up at church. We forget God in our everyday life. And then you wonder why I don't keep coming in and coming in, because you've forgotten God. He says, don't, don't, don't be small-minded. See, God, listen, I've learned a long time ago, God will give you something that only required, that requires you to depend on him and his word only. He's not going to give you a dream that you can bring to pass yourself, in yourself. That's your dream. God didn't give you that. Oops. If you can make it happen without God, God didn't give it to you. What? I thought, see, some of y'all got things you, you were doing before you got born again, and you never surrendered them to the Lord, and you're still trying to get God to make that happen. But you don't have faith for God to get it. And it might be something good. And God might say, okay, I'll I, I help you. But you got to do the word first. You're trying to get God to supply something that you don't even know how to take care of if he gave it to you. Because you don't have the spiritual maturity for what you're asking for. See, the world will let you get rich. Because they'll control you. God won't let you get rich like that overnight without understanding faith. Mm. Ooh. Okay, I'm going right back to, uh, go down to, I'm reading this from the Passion Translation. Romans, we're still in Romans, right? Is that where I tell you to go? Okay. We're in First John, go back to Romans. Go back to Romans and look at verse 19. And I want to read that out of the Passion Translation. <clears throat> when you have it, say, I have it. In reality, the truth of God is known instinctively. For God has embedded this knowledge inside of every human Heart. The knowledge of God has been encoded in you. This is why we are restless when we don't know enough about God. This is why we've been commanded to know God, know his word, because it's embedded in you to know him. Mm. You've been structured in your DNA to know God. The world is looking for God. That's why they are, they are uh, 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 mesmerized by the, the demonic spirits when things can move. And, and they're drawn in, they're lured in because the church has not done its assignment. We have not made the gospel glorious. Something to be desired. And God trying to get the body of Christ to be there. Amen. Mm. Verse 20. 
uh, trans, the uh, Passion Translation. Opposition to truth cannot be excused on the basis of ignorance. Because from the creation of the world, the invisible quality of God's nature have been made visible, such as his eternal power and transcendence. He has made his wonderful attributes easily perceived. For seeing the visible makes us understand the invisible. So then this leaves everyone without excuse. Because if you can see the visible, there is an invisible realm. It's called the realm of faith. The realm of faith where everything started from. Amen. Did you learn anything this morning? Come on, stand to your feet.